Want to support the show and get free stuff while you do so? Go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. Christ! Can you help me, please? Who are you? How'd you get in here? You have to come with me now. There's a dead woman in your basement. What? Yes, dead, dead, all dead. He's killing them one by one by one like cows. Look, lady, lady, if you don't go away right now, I'm gonna call the cops. Yes, that's what I've been saying. You need to call the police right away because he's right downstairs and he's probably going to kill you too if you don't get someone down here right now. are you talking? The clown with the white face and the little black hat. He thinks what he's doing is funny because he's laughing. But I know it's not funny because they're all dead. Get the hell away from me. I'm telling you. He knows I know, and he's gonna try and kill me before he kills you. No. Come on. No. Come. Help me. Please help me. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> it's a debate as old as time itself. Are clowns funny or scary? Some polls have concluded that more people are actually afraid of clowns than their own death. And how fitting of a statistic that is when talking about a movie with a clown capable of pulling off one of the most infamous on-screen movie kills in all of cinema. It just goes to show you that you don't need to be the most famous slasher in the world of horror in order for your kills to be a work of art. So grab your nondescript trash bags and tiny top hats as tonight the dolls talk about 2016's Terrifier. And now, the dolls of horror. Showtime. Hi guys, welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast, the spot to feed your tormented addiction. I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. And it's spooky season. Woo woo. Yay, the Yay. best season of all. The best season. You know, I really love spooky season, but I think Christmas spooky season actually is my favorite, though. But you got to add the spooky with the Christmas. It's not just Christmas season. It has to be spooky Christmas season. Well, I got to say, as far as like holiday movies, like scary movies that are based around a holiday time, <laughs> yes, of course, there are great Halloween ones. But of I course. would say I probably prefer like the Christmas horror offerings to the Halloween horror offerings. But <laughs> it's a great season. There's great movies in it. And it's just a great time to let our horror freak flag fly even brighter. Exactly. <laughs> and it's a great time to be able to watch... Um, horror movies for 31 days straight without people looking at us like we're weird. Yeah, because then, then all of them come out of the woodworks to say, what movies yes. do I watch for spooky season? It's right. like, now you want to know. Now, okay. Now it's appropriate. <laughs> but Valentine's Day, they look at you like you're a freak. I know. They raise a brow, you know. October, it's a-okay. So that is the one thing that spooky season has going for it. And so exciting that this October has five Fridays, so we get to push out five Halloween-themed, spooky season-themed episodes, right? That's almost better than Horror Christmas. Five? What? Five. <laughs> yes. Because Christmas, you kind of got to share that last episode of New Year's. You do. You know, you do. so you, nope. you, don't much, you don't get as much Christmas fun. You don't. No, because we got to share. Not but... Sure. I'm very excited for this movie. Are you excited? 
I am so excited. I love this one. Hey, Jamie, are you ready to get clowny? I'm so ready to get clowny. You want to start clowning around? Oh, I'm ready to clown around for sure. <laughs> Today we're talking about Terrifier from 2016. This is a newer one. It is, and it's such a treat. When is the first time you've seen Terrifier? Um, honestly, I probably saw it maybe like a year and a half after it came out, wow, something, yeah. something like that. It took me a little bit to see it because, yeah. um, you know, there are some great clown movies that I absolutely adore. I love Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I like the It movies. Um, of course, I love this one. This one is actually probably one of my favorite clown movies. But uh, clowns aren't necessarily my my like go-to. I don't typically turn to them. So it took me a little bit of time before I actually watched it. But just like loved it when I did, and I've seen it quite a few times since. How about you, Summer? Oh well, this was a recommendation by my friend Leanne. Um, she was running. That's how I know exactly when I saw it because it was winter, like November of two thousand eighteen, and she was running a nine hundred two one zero themed trivia night at a. a pop-up bar out here in Chicago, pop-up Peach Pit After Dark Bar, which was the oh. uh, the club they they had in, in Nino. And um, so she was hosting the trivia night, and I went all three times she did it. I won on my own with no teammates. It was swell. Not you this badass. time. Not this time, but the next time. And the questions were hard, yo. I mean, they were hard. Yeah. So, um, so I went, and then we were just hanging out after the trivia night talking and stuff, and she likes horror too so she's like you know there's this movie terrifier on netflix right now and it's really something else <laughs> and i said oh yeah how so she goes i can't even describe it <laughs> she she just she couldn't even describe it and, and i don't know if that's because it was indescribable or because she, also she didn't want to give anything away which is fair because yeah I don't, maybe a little bit of both Right. If I'm not, if I'm going to watch it, I don't want to know. Just, mm -hmm. She goes, there is this one scene and it is just what? And she goes, and you'll know when you get there. She's oh, like, yeah. you'll know. She, she said it went on for too long for her, for her liking, but that's why it's so great. Obviously we know which scene that is. Um, yeah, we do. But I watched it. I, I told the story on stage, of course, but I watched it and I was just like, oh, Ooh. and you know, it's like, you're just waiting for it to end. And <laughs> So I owe my my love for this movie to Leanne. And I'll be perfectly honest with you. The first time I saw it, I didn't like it that much. I like sure. it. Okay. I even told Damien. I said, can I be honest? Can I be frank? <laughs> you know? Because um, I felt that that he wouldn't take it badly. No. You know? mm -hmm. um, he seemed like the type to take criticism. And even though it wasn't even criticism. I The first time I saw it, I was just neutral. I liked it. Okay. I thought it was a fun character. I love that we have a new villain, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought I liked it that it was a different character, but I thought it was a little bit boring in the beginning. Not in the beginning, but throughout the whole movie, I was just like, it's a little boring for me. Um, so I put that on the on the shelf, so to speak. And then I watched it again a few months later for some reason. I think I was just in the mood for some gore. And I liked it a little bit more and so on and so on. And each time I watched it, I liked it more and more and more. And now I fucking love this movie. So mm -hmm. it was a slow progression for me. I didn't care for it in the beginning. It was just okay. Yeah, I really liked it in the beginning. I loved it pretty much. I, I like 
I love the gore, I think, is what, like, really draw me, drew me to it yeah. um, initially. But, like, you know, since I've watched it multiple times, since meeting and talking to Damien and David, um, I have, like, an even new, like, appreciation for it. Yeah. It makes me, like, love it even more because, you know, they're great. Um, so it, I'm, like, super excited about part two. Like, super excited. Art's become, like, a favorite character of mine for sure. So... Love yeah, he's, he's pretty great. Um, somebody may or may not have gotten a sneak peek in Atlanta of part two. Uh, I'm just saying. Um, it's it's going to be good, guys. I'm it's, so excited. It's going to be so good. Excited. I saw um, the trailer. They did release the trailer. I yeah. watched it the day that I, I think it dropped. Um, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah, it's it's going to be great. I think it's going to piss a lot of people off, which is going to be great. Good. Yeah, good. and I'll, I'll tell you why off the show, but I'm pretty okay, sure this good. is going to push some 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 buttons. Um, good. The first I, one did, I think. So yeah. Oh, oh, it did. Oh, it yeah. did. Yeah. There's As, some people who hate this movie, but there's some people who who both love it but are super critical over certain things of it, which I think is actually really interesting too. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that later on as we go in. But but yeah, I, I grew to love this movie. And just to show you how, how much I, I did actually genuinely enjoy it in the beginning, I'd say after about six months after I first saw it, and I was still just neutral on it, I still decided that I had to have it on DVD and I bought it on eBay. Mm -hmm. So I still bought, purchased a copy, a hard copy. So that tells you I wasn't didn't hate it. Because exactly, I'm not going to take up space in my place for something that I really dislike. Exactly, only the best, only the best on that shelf. Right, <laughs> Army of Darkness is snuck away, is stuck away into like a box right now. <laughs> it was on the shelf all this time, and now it's like get out of my uh, sight. <laughs> it's been banished to the box. <laughs> to the box. Okay, guys. So, if you're listening. Let us know. Drop us a line. I want to know your terrifier journey. Since this one is is new, it's five years old. It's it's going to be interesting. Yeah. If you know and love this movie, or if you know and hate this movie, let us know. Yeah. Either way, just right. tell us tell us your clowny thoughts. Clowny thoughts. Clowny journey. Um, yeah, I because I I'm really intrigued as to why people don't like it just as much as I am as to why people do like it. Same. Yeah. Right? Okay, guys, for those of you who have not seen this movie and why the hell not, here is the synopsis. Spoilers up the wazoo on this one. Yes, many spoilers ahead. Tara Hayes finds herself as the obsession of Art the Clown on Halloween night. It's pretty simple, straightforward, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that pretty much does it. Yeah. I mean, there's more, there's more. Blood and gore abound. Oh, yeah. This one written and directed and the effects as well by Damien Leone, who is fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah, great, great, great guy. Right. Uh, stars Jenna Cannell and Samantha Scafidi. Please I forgive so. me. I know, I know I said that incorrectly. Um, and, of course, David Howard Thornton as Art the Clown. Genius, by the way. Mm -hmm. Fucking genius he is. Very great face. Gives great face. <laughs> oh, he gives great face. Oh, he's so creepy. And mm -hmm. it's just so funny because when you see him normal out of Art the Clown makeup, he's such a goofy guy. I know. He's like a puppy dog, like a big, <laughs> tall puppy dog. <laughs> big, tall puppy dog. 
And like, it's like, I just want to be around him because he's, he's like very fun. And yeah, just like a big giant puppy dog, tall, tall puppy dog. He's so adorable, by the way. And then he plays like this maniacal clown, you know? So like just the two contrasts are so awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just going to be so funny because, um, yeah, when people meet him, when I met him, I'm like, I knew who he was. I knew what he looked like. Mm -hmm. I had heard an interview with him before, so I knew he had a good personality. But it's just he's just such a goofball and he's just adorable. And this is going to be the I Love David Howard Thornton podcast, just so you know. Yes, it is. And I'm okay with that. (laughs) We can we can steer our conversation back to that at any point in this conversation. And I am okay with it. Yeah, guys, if anybody has a problem with that, fight me. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, guys. Favorite kill. Fatality. I mean, uh, we know. I mean, it's it's got to be right. It's got to be. Let's say it on on three. One, two, three. Hacksaw. Hacksaw. Yeah. Hacksaw. Hacksaw kill, man. Yeah. I mean, it's a gorgeous, gorgeous kill. I mean, you see so much of it. You see, like, it go right through her ass crack. Like, um, (laughs) there's, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's something to, it's, it's just a sight. I don't even know what to say. That's exactly. That's exactly (laughs) the loss for words Leanne had. She just didn't know what to say. It's amazing. I I love how much you get to see. Like I love how much you get to see. It's not just like you see her hanging up. You see that hacksaw, and you're like, okay, I understand. No, you actually see it happen. It doesn't, and it doesn't go away. It doesn't. You keep expecting it to stop and go away, and it doesn't go away. Yeah, no. And I. I just really loved, 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 and I spoke with him about this in Atlanta, how when they get to the collarbone and he can't get through and he's just getting frustrated (laughs) and more frustrated. And he's like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) he just can't get through the bones. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. So I really love that. Of course. I mean, geez, that has to win, but, but let's talk about, um, Let's talk about some of our other amazing kills because this movie has so much more than just that. And I feel like that's the only one that people remember. Oh, it's honestly like pretty much the majority of kills in this movie are great. Like so great. So many smashed faces. So many smashed pulverized faces. Exterminator. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Mike. Mike was one of my runners up. That's an intense. That's an intense kill. I really, really loved Steve. The pizza boss. Oh yeah, <laughs> in that head lot jack o' lantern situation we had going on. I mean, beautiful, amazing, amazing beautiful head. I um, loved. I loved Will too. He was the. Um, he's the one who got stabbed in the back of the head and then had his throat sliced. Yeah. Yep. 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 That one and, was really good. Yeah, and um, God, what about what about the cat lady, and um. <laughs> he skins her boobs and dances around Buffalo Bill style. Like what? I know. I love. I love that whole moment. Oh my god, <laughs> that's pretty epic right there. And let's go back to our our hacksaw kill. Okay. Um. So so Tara is tied to a chair, right? Mm-hmm. And Art is just taunting her. Her best friend is strung up in front of her, though she doesn't see him yet, her yet, because um, she's covered in a sheet. And Art is just taunting her with first, like, that blade of, um, 
like a carpentry hammer, the kind they used in Witchboard, you know, with yeah. the hatchet on one side. And then he, he taunts her with mm -hmm. a saw, right? And then he he goes over to his friend and her her friend and and just displays her friend hanging upside down by her ankles naked. Mm -hmm. Um like how vulnerable can you be, right? Uh, and, yeah. Yeah, and blood just, rushing to your head, like mm -hmm. oh and just taunts her walking around the friend with the saw. Like, what's he going to cut off first? A leg, an arm, the neck, the head. What's he going to do? Right? So that whole thing is kind of brilliant. And I I love it. The whole, so it's not just the, the kill. It's what leads up to the kill that really makes it special for me. Oh, and also, also, that's true, but, like, also the the kind of, like, conclusion of that is really great, too, because then he does a callback and takes the selfie. Um, <laughs> yes. He takes the selfie yes. with her yes. after she took the selfie with him, which I will say I might be that girl who's <laughs> like, okay, this guy's, this guy's costume is great. He's in character. I'm going over there. I'm sitting on him, and I'm taking a selfie. <laughs> I would, too, but I wouldn't be so pushy about it i know i'd be a little bit more like i love your costume man i have to take a picture with it <laughs> and and as soon as they don't respond is that okay and as soon as they don't respond okay sorry to bother you and i'll just slink away um, yeah. i'm sorry forgive I'm, me <laughs> yes exactly that that's how i would handle the situation but we we are so used to being in a convention scene or a halloween type scene where people are, are dressed up in elaborate costumes and they love taking pictures with people this oh, is the yeah. funnest thing it take, is take pictures with people in their cosplay so the chances of that happening to us in the settings we run in is is slim to none but yes. maybe in a diner Maybe not so much because, you know, <laughs> Arthur Clown just sits there. He looks like he's already having a bad day. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So he's already got the bummer face on. So bummer and kind of like evil face. Very, very evil, evil bummed out face. Where very evil. Maybe not very inviting. No. But <laughs> a great no. photo op all the same. Exactly. But <laughs> no. And the, yeah. So the selfie at the end pretty fun love yeah. a good callback we know I that. do too <laughs> yeah all right um fashion moment young hot and an attitude that says who cares it's only fashion that hansel's so hot right now i'm so torn oh girl are you i have a couple that i really love and it's hard for me to pick between the two but i'm i'm torn and i god do I go over the top or do I go like realistic? Because mm. part of me wants to say art, art's whole look. It's beautiful. The, the suit, the shoes, the face. The hat. The little baby hat, top hat. You know, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a top hat, mm -hmm. right? Um, <laughs> side note, in Atlanta, they took a, a picture. Maybe not in Atlanta. It's somewhere. They, they took a picture with, with another celebrity. I think it was a celebrity. I forgot who it was. And they all were wearing hats. Um, Art was wearing his hat. Damien was wearing his cap. And whoever it was was wearing a hat. And I said, I like to call this one Three Gentlemen in Cool Hats. Aw, cute. <laughs> right. So, I mean, the little top hat really just tops off the look for me. So I think I want Art's whole look to be my fashion moment. But God damn it, Tara's skeleton dress is 
killer and i would wear that i mean if i lost about 30 more pounds i would wear that right now it wouldn't look so hot but um i'm like the plus size skeleton dress but uh yeah it would it would look great on you and that is my fashion moment as well it good. is so good i just i love the off it looks the so good on her it does my favorite part my favorite part oh there's matching like leg yeah. Um, like almost like stockings. little stockings and then they're like they're almost like, like a high stockings. Yeah. yeah. And so they're clipped on and like, that is my favorite part of the whole outfit is the legs, like the stockings. Yeah. Um, but that I would wear it. I wish I had it. Like I, I started like looking for it where I was like, I wonder if I can find this somewhere, like, because I want it. Okay. What we need to do is you need to find it or have mm -hmm. it made. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't be too difficult. Shouldn't be too expensive. I, I have a, I have a seamstress who does good costume. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so then we could have it made. I'll, I'll go as Dawn. <laughs> Ooh. That's more my style anyway, the fluffy style. Mm -hmm. Right. And then we can cosplay. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. But God, my, so yeah. So Tara is your winner, but art, art's got to be mine because everything, the top hat, the attention to detail, the makeup on the face, the nose, all of it. It's it's all it's all around fashion moment. And it's the reason we have this new villain is how he looks. Yeah. Uh, definitely one of my favorite like quote like evil clown kind of like looks. I really, really love this look. One of yeah. my favorite clowns. And as Damien said, the inspiration was to go complete opposite of your typical colorful clown. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. Which I love. Yeah, it's terrific. All right. Favorite hair? How's my hair? Hurricane proof. Hey, it's all about the hair. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, I chose I chose the cat lady. Oh, she did have good hair. It was nice hair. It was so pretty. I actually love the cat lady. She was sweet. She just yep. wanted to protect her little little Emily, little, uh, no. <laughs> her little baby. She did have good hair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to go with, well, Tara's hair I really love. It's super cute. Yep. Um, but I think my moment is going to go to uh, Monica in the beginning with that beautiful red hair. Mm -hmm. um, she's like she's like the talk show host. Mm -hmm. I just like her hair is gorgeous. And it totally like completes her like bitchy kind of like look. Yeah. It all like goes together really well. So she she wins it for me. Yeah, she's fantastic too. Oh, she's but so good. I was just, I loved, I loved the cat lady's hair so much. I'm so bummed out this lady doesn't have like, this character doesn't have a name. She's just credited as cat lady. I know. But she's, her hair is, it's so curly and pretty and beautiful. And mm. yeah, so she's my hair. It's lovely. Okay. Um, prop we would like to own. That's right. No other props. Not a single other prop. Oh, Lord, help me. I have, I have so many. Okay, so my number, my winner, I then I, I read online that it wasn't a prop. It was CGI. So I'm like, fuck. Huh. So my the prop I originally wanted to own was Steve's, like, hollowed-out jack-o'-lantern head. But me, that was mine, too, the Steve-o'-lantern. The Steve-o'-lantern. See, but I read online, and I don't know if this is true. So if it's not true... Sorry, I should have asked Damien beforehand, but he's busy at a convention right now or we would be texting him. Um, <laughs> um, I read that with CGI. 
if that's it's CGI, we can't have it. But if that's a lie, because some of these facts online I know for a fact are not true, because I asked, um, if it is not CGI, if it's an actual thing, I want it. Same. I want that Steve O'Lantern. Steve O'Lantern. But just in case it is CGI, I'm going to pick um, Tara's skeleton dress costume with the stockings. <laughs> it is so cute. I Yeah, I totally, totally agree. Um, well, I mean, the Steve O'Lantern is what I want most of all. But if I couldn't have that... Um, I would like I would like Emily with a little bit of blood on her, the little baby oh, doll. Yes. Um, I like there's a boo sign, like it says boo in the pizza place window. And I thought that was pretty cute. I have a booze sign above our bar. I got it from Nightmare Toys. Shout out to Christy and Nightmare Toys. Oh, I'll send you a picture. It's very cute. There's a ghost that says booze on it. Oh, <laughs> cute. It's kind of fun. That's so fun. And then um I don't know if I'd have room for either of these items anywhere, um, but they'd look great somewhere. Um, John's remains, like, hanging up, like, oh, just what's hell, left yeah. over. That would look great. I just, I don't know if I could stomach seeing it hanging in my house every day. Um, and that's saying something for me, because I'm the one who wants a collection of buckets of blood and guts and stuff. But that would be great. And Tara's corpse in the chair with, like, the circus sign, that's gorgeous, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know... I would love, can, can we split? Can we split that split body? Can I have yeah. half and you have half? Oh, it's like the little BFF necklaces. Yes. When you put them together, it makes like a whole, okay, yeah, you take exactly. one half, I'll take the other. Now, the question is, who gets the head? Mm. <laughs> Since it's your prop, you get the head. Okay, <laughs> I'll add it to my collection. <laughs> That's the BFF necklace we need to have. Oh. I know. Um, we got to get somebody to custom make this necklace. Um, you know, you get one half of her. I get one half of her. Just dangle right there. And then we put them together. Yes. Friendship. Lady cut in half by or, an evil clown. Or or like you you said, you said earrings too. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yes, half. Yep. Oh, God. I I wish, I wish my lady was still making earrings. I had a, I had a lady who would make custom earrings. I, I, I hired her to make me some you know, Brooke these earrings from Nightmare. I hired her to make you told some. Told me, some, yes. Some uh, sleepaway camp earrings. God, but she's her shop's been um, taking a break for about a year now, and she said that she's doing other things right now. Oh, if she was still doing it, I would. Oh, I would. And she has I'm... necklaces too, so I'd have her do it with the necklace. She would be the one. She because she is detail. She puts detail into it. I know some. There's some like horror jewelry creators that I follow, I might have to start poking around and be like, could you do this? Would you do this? Can you do this? How much would it cost me? Would it cost me a lot to get a couple of these made? <laughs> Jamie, just so you know, my birthday's in December. I do know. <laughs> I do. That's why I said I need more than one of these. I'm working I'm working on it. But the, the two-part necklace? Oh, yes. my God. <laughs> we got to make this happen. Yes, we do. We got to make this happen before Terrifier gets so famous that all these unlicensed things can't be done anymore. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. We got to get in while the timing is right. Because right. kind of like with the Greasy Strangler, everyone's making their own merch now and no one's saying anything. And I think that's still the same way with Terrifier. I know it was going on in the beginning because there was no merch out there. Right. But yeah, we got it. We got to get in on this Terrifier market right now. We do. All right. I'm on it. Okay. All right, let's let's talk for a few moments about our cast. And I will not have a whole lot to say for once because yeah, a lot of these people I've never seen before or Same. I've only seen once. Same. 
So we're just going to run down the list real quick. And it's not a big cast, so that helps too. Obviously, our star, Art the Clown, played by David Howard Thornton. Um, he did episodes of Gotham in 2017. Mm -hmm. He did something called Nightwing, where he played the Joker, 2016. And he does anime voiceovers. Yep. But, I mean, for me, in my little heart, he's always going to be art. Always going to be art. Yes. He's great, though. I mean, I, I really hope to see him in some more things. Like, I'd love to mm -hmm. see, like, I'd love to see him in another horror outside of art, too, mm -hmm. to, see, to see what he could do with it. Because, again, he just has very good, like, physical um, presence and like his face is wonderful because that's a, char a character with no dialogue takes some skill and takes some special kind and of he's, treatment. The the best thing about this character, he has no dialogue, but yeah, and he, and he is not hiding behind a mask. Right, right. He's not, he's not. He's not Jason. He's not Michael. Even Leatherface hides behind a mask, so he's not hiding behind a mask. So you. He doesn't speak, but he has these facial expressions. And I was going to put this in my fun fact section, but this is false. They say online that David has a mime experience. He does not. Mm -hmm. He has never done any such thing, he said. So all of his experience in art is, is improv and theater. Yeah, ne never been a mime. He's like, I have no idea where that came from. Yeah, so I remember we saw that because we mentioned we were like I, when we were talking before our interview and stuff. I do remember like that was a fact that I had seen too. Is that right. apparently he was had mime experience and did like a mime bit for his audition. Right. Well, he he did do a mime bit for his audition, he but he did. was never a professional mime. He was never a professional mime. Which is what oh. people are saying, which, I mean, honestly, that's one of those facts where you think it's true because it could be true because he does it so well. Yeah. Art the mime. <laughs> I'd watch it like art trying to get out of a box. Oh, my God. Yes. <gasps> we need to we need to have him do that for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're a mime now. Damn it. All right. Jenna Kennel plays Tara. Uh, she's, first of all, she's fucking beautiful. Like, oh, she's so gorgeous. I wish I looked like her. She's stunning. Mm -hmm. She's um, really pretty. She is known for WandaVision, The Resident, Vampire Diaries, Killer Babies. Yeah, no, Killer Babes. Mm -hmm. And The Frightening. And... The only movie that I really, really remember her in is Bye Bye Man. Have you seen Bye Bye Same. Man? Yep. That's the one I recognize her from. What are your thoughts on Bye Bye Man? You know, I haven't seen it in a while. Um, I've only seen it a couple times. I, I wasn't huge on it, um, but I, I think I need to give it another chance because it's been quite a while. I think you need to give it another chance, too, because I loved it. I thought it yeah. was genius. And apparently it's a real urban legend. Yeah, I did read that. Which so I'll, I'll have genius. to give it. I mean, hey, there's an urban legend story right there. That hey, might hey. Be, be a good one. Yeah, I'll give it another chance. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I've already picked my two. Um, I think you probably know what they are. Mm -hmm. But um, one is going to be. I'll just tell her right now, so you can think on what you want. Yes, um, of course, Candyman, right? 
Christ. only the best urban legend story around. Uh, yeah. um, and then my friend Charlie's movie, Resurrection Mary. It's an indie film. It's not the best film, but damn it, it's okay. And it has some interesting kills in it. And it's Bloody Mary, I'm assuming, is the urban legend? Mm-mm. It's it's a Chicago urban legend. Because oh, Bloody... Bloody Mary is an urban legend I yeah. grew up with. Yeah. Well, yeah, I did too. And I did not know about Resurrection Mary until someone had to, out here had to school me on the local legend. Wow. It's, a, it's a Chicago thing. Look her up. She's pretty cool. interesting. Okay, um, I will. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of a big deal on the south side. Uh, again, I was like, how come I don't know about this? But so that's, it's a movie based on, on that legend. Now they did take some liberties with the story, of course. Sure. But I mean, I think it was very, very cool that whoever did it just went for it and did it. Nice. And it has Charlie Schlatter in it and Richard Reilly from Hatchet. I mean, what more do you want? Seriously. <laughs> right. All righty. Um, so back on Jenna Kennel, she directed 16 projects since 2015 as well. Cool. And she wrote two of those projects. So... Nice. Multi-talented. Um, Samantha Scafrediti. I know I said that wrong again. Uh, played Victoria. She's done 30 things, including Demon Hole from 2017. I don't know what it is, but I kind of like the title. That could be a lot of different things. That could be interesting. Yes. You know, fits right in with Terrifier for me. Um, yeah. She also did direct three projects as well. So, um, Catherine Corcoran played Dawn. She did 32 things, um, including <gasps> Shakespeare Shitstorm. And returned to Newcomb High. So yes. she's got she's got some trauma in her life. Um, so I like her even more now. And remember my friends, Dave and Paul, the Caesar and Otto saga? She did their Halloween one, Paranormal Halloween. Cool. I know. It's the Caesar and Otto's Paranormal Halloween. She also did an Amityville movie called Amityville Vanishing Point. Huh. Never seen never seen that one. <laughs> uh, me neither. I kind of quit watching Amityville movies after about Same. 1998. And I gave up on them. <laughs> yeah. I gave up but, a while ago. <laughs> but I lasted until then. Yeah. That, that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty good. <laughs> right. So no, this girl, she's she's done some things we've seen. Oh yeah. She's done some stuff. So that's very, very exciting. I was so excited when I when I saw the Caesar and Auto. Just keeps popping up because those they're such a they're a great couple of guys, man. I love Dave and Paul so much. And these the characters they created in Caesar and Auto are hilarious. So please check out the Caesar and Auto series. Okay. Now the cat lady. I don't really know how to pronounce this name. Puya Moseni? It's kind of what it looks like to me. Yeah. I wasn't sure either. I'm not sure. Um, I think she's Iranian um, mm -hmm. by birth. She is also transgender. Oh, and cool. in my opinion, I think she's a fucking beautiful woman. She is so stunning. She's gorgeous. Oh, she's so beautiful. I loved her look. Like, and I really like I, I loved the character. Like, oh, I just yeah. I love this lady like a lot. Her her like not just her hair, her facial features, her bone structure. I mean, she's she's a knockout. I wish I looked like her. I genuinely wish I looked more like her. I think she's 
so pretty. Um, she okay. is. She's one of these actors, actresses that I thought I'd seen tons of times, and I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen her in anything. Yeah, other than this, she's done sixty-eight things. The only thing that I know I've seen, even though I can't really remember her specifically, probably because I wasn't actually watching, I was just listening. That's my bad. Is there's like um, a, a reality show, not reality show, but an interview show, I guess, called Celebrity Ghost Stories. Oh, uh-huh. Yep, I'm familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I watched it, um, you know, where celebrities just go and they talk about their paranormal experiences. So it's more like an interview show, a yeah. paranormal interview show, not a reality show. She was in the Bruce Davison episode. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, that, that's the only thing other than Terrifier that I've seen. But damn it, I think she's great. She's talented. She's beautiful. Everything about this woman, I just adore her. Same. Yeah, amazing. I'm, I'm sorry I messed up your name. But you're great. I know. <laughs> oh, I also really loved Mike McAllister, who played the Exterminator. Oh, he was great, too. Yeah, he did had 17 roles under his uh, belt, but I haven't seen any of them. Same. Need, need to check that out. Katie McGuire played our interviewer, Monica. Monica Brown. She even has a last name. Now, I'm sure you remember she was in All Hallows Eve. Mm-hmm. She's the connecting storyline. Yep. And that's something we need to talk to these boys about next time we get to interview them. Oh, yeah. Is her transition from all hallows eve to to terrifier yes uh she also did sex in the city and billions which we've both seen um she produced 14 projects and directed and wrote four cool projects so again we've got a lot of multi-talented people in this cast yeah i will say too i um i do appreciate like the lady power in this in this movie i mean you know bad stuff happens to our our ladies but like man they they're they're tough they're independent like our ladies are cool in this movie our ladies are cool and fighters even if they're Mm kick-ass even if they don't win yeah they fight yeah tara fights like fucking tooth and nail i love her for it exactly um We'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Gino Caffarelli. I know I got that name wrong too. Played <laughs> Steven. Now, I haven't seen this, but we talked about it, Jamie. Paradise City with our man Andy Black. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I noticed that too. I noticed that in his uh, credits as well. Right. He also did Capone, Ray Donovan, mm-hmm. The Irishman. All those are very popular. Blind Spot. That's a popular show. But, you know, I'm a. I'm a following girl, the following all the way. So, yeah, he's one of those guys. So good. Um, Eric Zamara played Ramon. He was also in The Irishman, New Amsterdam, which is a very popular show right now, as well as 20 other projects that I have not seen yet. Honestly, I haven't seen The Irishman either because the length scared me. It's very long. (laughs) Um... Jamie, do you have anything else you want to add on our cast? I just thought the cast was great in this. They all worked really well together. Um, I really liked the energy between the two friends, between Tara and Don. I think they played so well off of each other. And Art just played so well with everybody. So <laughs> I, I, it looks like they had a lot of fun. <laughs> and I don't remember which episode it was when we were talking about this. Maybe it was I Know What You Did Last Summer, but when the best friend gets killed... 
That is like the worst. That is like the most heart wrenching concept to me. So anytime the best friend gets killed, it's like I feel it. It's I like feel when it the very dog much. gets killed. It's so sad. Yes. Yes. Yep. All right. Moving on to special effects. They're not going to show this, are they? Oh my God! They're going to show it. Ah! Talk about your shock and terror. If there was ever a movie that went great with that little sound bite, it is this one. <laughs> Seriously, because they show you. <laughs> and you, again, you keep thinking they're going to turn away, and then they never do. They never give you that out. No. Oh, no, no. Um, most of it's pretty, like, in your face. Um, I just, I think, like, for me, the smashed faces in this movie are just... One of my favorite things because they look so gnarly. Like everybody's face just gets all, all like smashed in, and it's all like, like gooey and great. I, I like, I love it so much. Same, yeah. Same. Um, I noted again. This is before I read it was CGI. Maybe the pizza parlor kills were great, especially the skull jack-o'-lantern. I love that. Mm -hmm. um, that whole the, scene is great. The, the Steve-o'-lantern. Um, <laughs> like you said, the exterminator head getting crushed under Art's boot. Ugh. Mm -hmm. And yay, all at the same time. Yes. Cat lady's boobs. So good. And God, Tara's gunshot to the head. What the fuck? <laughs> I know. You think she's your final girl, but I really, I really admire them for making that choice. Nope. You had it wrong the whole time. She's set up to be the final girl and she's not surprised. I, I love that. I love when the final girl or the, the, per, the person that you assume is going to be the final yeah. person standing isn't that totally changes everything. And then all of a sudden we're following, um, Tara's sister a little bit more, right? Yep. Tara's sister, yeah, yes, Victoria. Um, Victoria. So I love that when you have like a like a character, like a yep. like a main character kind of change, where all of a sudden we've been following Tara this whole time, and now we're following Victoria. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of Victoria, her, 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 her. This is going to sound really mean. Her ghoul makeup. <laughs> It is ghoul makeup, though. It's good. <laughs> I mean, the character's not a ghoul. She's just terribly deformed. I feel guilty even saying something like that if this was a real person. True. Um, We're all... sorry. We're sorry if anybody has been attacked that... by a clown is, and it is in a similar situation. Oh, that must be uh, awful. The, the awful thing about it is, is that I live in Chicago, and there is um, a, a homeless person um, roaming around downtown Chicago. Has been for at least 10 years mm -hmm. and she has a face like victoria's post art wow. face and oh, it's wow. it's heartbreaking i don't know what happened i don't know if she was born that way if some if something happened to make her that way um and it makes me it breaks my heart it makes me feel bad every time i see her yeah. um and i talk to her you know because i know no one does because i know everybody's scared right because I've seen how people treat her. Um, she's older. She's probably, I can't tell because of the face. I, I, I feel so bad talking about her. But she's probably based on the body in her 60s now. 50s wow. and 60s. Oh, wow. But, mm -hmm. So she's not young. But, um, but yeah, so that's why I feel bad talking about the Victoria look. Because I, I am aware of a real person that looks like that. 
Wow. And I don't know how it happened, but yeah. So that's why I'm like, I don't even want to call it ghoul makeup because mm-hmm. it is a movie, but th- th- this is a person. Like there are, there are people. So it's true. But no, the makeup is fantastic. And seeing someone that actually in person that does resemble that, Damien, you did a really, really good job on that. Yeah. I mean, it's great. Like, it's a great, great look. Like, the yeah. the makeup work itself is, yeah. like, fucking primo. It is primo. Also, so Damien, of course, did our effects, assisted by um, their producer and champion, um, Phil Falcone, mm-hmm. who Damien just sings his praises for every chance he can get. Without yeah. Phil, this movie never would have been made. Phil mm-hmm. helped finance what they couldn't raise. Without Phil, this movie wouldn't happen. Yeah. So... Phil, you the man, man. Like, yeah, Phil. I, I don't know if I've ever met you at a con. I've never been introduced to you as Phil. Um, but if I have not met you, I want to because this is same. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is this is your baby too. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're friends on Facebook. I need to reach out <gasps> to him and be oh, like, hey, I'm not, I'm not. I have Phil Falcone jealousy right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I have Phil envy. Damn it, I'm coming for you, Phil. <laughs> You the man. <laughs> okay. Anything else you want to add on our effects? Just they're great. I mean, that's one of my favorite parts of the movie. The the gore and the effects are fabulous. I mean, they're they so are. fun. It really, oh. it, it really kind of feels like an eighties, you know, kind of slasher, um, which I really, really like. It's fun. Yep. One hundred percent. All right, cinematography. So our cinematographer was George Stuber, uh, who did All Hallows Eve and Frankenstein versus the Mummy from 2015. I haven't seen that one. Me neither, but it sounds pretty fun. I mean, those are some heavyweights there. Yeah. Right? Oh, God. Okay. So there are some moments in this movie that really build suspense, I think. Totally. One one of my main moments is when Tara is hiding between the cars while Art stalks her. I wrote that down too. It's so I, good. I love like chase scenes. I think I've been over that I love chase scenes because I love like Helen's Helen Shivers chase scene and there's some yeah. other chase scenes I really love. Um, and I think that one's really fun because she has a little chase and then she's kind of hiding in these cars. You see his feet under the cars. Love that scene too. It reminded me a little bit of Halloween. Oh, yeah. Okay. I can see that. I think I got mm-hmm. the movie right. Um, also, it also reminded – I mean, there's there's lots of chase scenes where people are hiding in low places looking at feet. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Hall- Halloween H2O had one when Lori was crawling under the tables and he was on top yep. of the tables. Yeah. Uh, but I've always loved that kind of hiding scenario because it's so – Scary. S- scary, yeah, and raw and realistic. Mm-hmm. And is he going to find you? Right? Yes. I liked that too. Right. So that was genius. Um, uh, let's talk about our opening credits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, this movie opens with the talk show on an old Zenith TV, first of all. Like, yeah, that's that's old. And it just shows Art getting ready for his annual Halloween bash. <laughs> That's so good. I, I love that, like, where you get the shots of him, like, putting on the glove, putting on, like, the everything. It's Getting it's his nice. bag of tricks ready. Exactly. 
right that was a beautiful um and it's it's the first thing you see you really don't know what you're about to watch exactly but you know you're going to be in for a fun time also i would like to point out that art has a very unhealthy obsession with the eyes and he should probably get help for that I did want to make a note of that. I can't believe I didn't say this for special effects or I haven't said it yet. I love eyeballs and this movie does not disappoint on eyeballs. I can't believe I haven't said eyeballs yet. Um, I, I thought I was going to say eyeballs like 20 times in this episode. Um, yeah, I love I love like the eyeball obsession that Art has. I love that there's eyeballs getting gouged out like primo stuff if you're into eyeballs like me. <laughs> It is. Um, I've told many people recently about your your desire to have like a bucket of eyeballs and make people guess whose eyeball belongs to what. Yes. And and we had this conversation, I think, for Friday the 13th, part three. Probably. And let's talk about Art riding his tricycle, huh? I am a fan. <laughs> I love that whole scene. That was beautifully shot. Um all the, and all the all the stalking angles we already talked about that with the car but there are more than just the car and it's just a bunch of stalking and suspenseful shots and this is more of a, a character choice I think than um, cinematography but I love it that art is mute even when he's injured mm-hmm. like he's mimicking a scream but nothing's but not coming the sound nothing is coming out not a grunt not a nothing yeah, I like that too. Right. What are your thoughts on cinematography? Well, I like all the things that you've mentioned. Um, I will say I love the colors in this movie because there's a lot of moments where there's, you know, there's uh, when the girls have discovered that their tire is flat or has been, mm -hmm. you know, um, when you first see Art with his trash bag kind of walking their way <laughs> when, when she first sees him. The, mm -hmm. the the wall behind him, all the windows are like a reddish or pinkish kind of kind of tone. Um, there's other scenes, like there's a scene outside of the pizza place where it's very like in a pink kind of neon light. Um, yep. So like just love the greens and the pinks and the reds and all those kind of neon bright colors that pop up. Um, I also really like... Um, uh, just the way the range of shots. So there's long shots, and then you got these really great close-ups, like in the pizza scene, um, where Art and uh, Tara, you see their faces kind of back and forth. They go to her face, his face, her face, his face. Really like that. Um, and then of course, you know, I, I considered it a hallway scene when mm -hmm. it's all green and there's that like a kind of wall of tires. I think that's right as the when she's kind of hiding among the cars happens. I yeah. really liked that too. And then just like little technical things like a cool rack focus shot where she's kind of in the back and he's in the foreground. It's where she's hiding from him. Um, yeah. So I thought it was shot really well. And I just love, love, love the colors. Same. They're all beautiful. They are all, they are all beautiful. Yeah. Just so good. Okay. Moving on along to epic line. This is going to be totally epic. I'll let you go first. Okay, there's some good ones in here. Um, most of mine come kind of towards the beginning. Um, yeah, there are, there's not a lot of talking halfway through. It's pretty just full of grunts and screams. Yeah. Okay, so um, my I have three I'm going to bring up. My third runner-up is uh, very, very much in the beginning when Tara and Dawn are kind of just walking and talking. And 
Don says something to the effects of, you know, um, that she couldn't help it, that everybody was interested in her mind kind of thing. <laughs> and I just love how Tara responds. Yeah, definitely your mind that they were after. <laughs> Don, really? Oh, thanks a lot, by the way. For what? Promising you weren't going to get shit-faced tonight. Guys can find me drinks. I can't help it if people find me interesting. Yeah, definitely your mind that they were after. <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. It really kind of gives you a sense of like what their friendship is like. Um, yes. Dawn is just a big winner for me all around. I love the character. So um, I also really love when uh, Tara is freaked out, you know, because she sees Ark and and uh, Dawn starts with her. Hey, handsome. My friend wants your number. Come buy us dinner. Maybe he'll drive us home. That's something I would say, too. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, that's not funny. I'm about to scream. Hey, handsome! Cut it out. My friend wants your number. Fucking kill you. Come by his dinner. Stop. Just shut the fuck up. What? Maybe he'll drive us home. I'm sorry, she's drunk. <laughs> so good. I love them. But my favorite line, because I think it's silly, and I'm glad that Don just always tends to take it to that place. Um you know, they're asking about uh, about art, you know, when they're leaving. And <laughs> she says, probably jizzed all over the place, fucking perv. What do you think that guy did in there? Who knows? Probably jizzed all over the place, fucking pervert. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> what? I'm telling you, that guy totally whacked off in there. He was obviously turned on by you. You're fucking sick. I love it. You know, poor Tara. She's like so traumatized by the situation and Don is just being done. Yes. <laughs> you know, I me personally, I go back and forth between the two. Like sometimes I'm Don and sometimes I'm Tara. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tara's great too. Tara's great. Okay. Um wow. I got some good ones. Um Okay. So my runner-up is going to be, um, again, towards the beginning, where um, they're having issues with the car, and their phone died, and so she asked a sister from Don's phone. And then she's like, you know, my phone died, and I'm calling from Don's phone. And then her sister is giving her shit. Can't you ever go out without using social media every 30 seconds? And Tara's like, I think you're the only one in America who has that sort of resist restraint. <laughs> Hello? Hi, it's me. Tara? Yeah, my phone died. I'm calling from Don's. Ah, your phone died. Can you ever go out without using social media every 30 seconds? <laughs> I think you're the only one in America who has that sort of restraint. <laughs> yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> it's just so true. It is. And this is why I always have at least one or two portable phone chargers with me because my phone is always dying because I'm always on social media every 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. It's handy. So, it's handy. So Tara, you know, I mean, you could have avoided this by just getting yourself a little portable battery charger. Mm -hmm. Just saying. <laughs> the more you know. There's the our tip you for know. you. <laughs> the more you know. Yeah. All right. My winner, my winner, winner is at the end, actually between the coroners and the paramedic when they're bringing art in and they're talking about food. Maybe it's just because I'm hungry right now. I don't know. But 
he he wants something with with bacon on it essentially and then the guy replies you know i thought i thought you were watching your cholesterol and he's like i am watching it i'm watching it go up well seeing as how i'm going to be here for another 24 hours thanks to you uh you guys think you could uh get me a breakfast sandwich with bacon or something with bacon <laughs> bacon really i thought you were watching your cholesterol i am watching it I'm watching it go up <laughs> yes Yes, yes, yes to the bacon, to the breakfast sandwich, yes. to the rising cholesterol. Yes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I do have an honorable mention, though. Um, I don't know where this line came from. Damien, did you write this? What were you thinking when you did? Because um, I love it. Punctuality is the thief of time, dear. Oh. It's been quite a while since we've had neighbors. Perhaps we can do our laundry together. I could use some good company. Yes. That sounds like a good idea. Will you excuse me a moment? I have to find the landlord. The first month's rent is due and I don't want to be late. Punctuality is the thief of time, dear. Yes. Uh, I love it. It's just, it's, it's so, it's, it's so deep. Like mm -hmm. just that, that one line makes you think. So, and Cat another like reason why I love Cat Lady. She's, mm -hmm. she might be a little off and a little nuts, but she makes a good point. But you know what? Most good, like she's kind of like an oracle almost. Yeah. Like, you know, and so most of those kind of figures, like, I think that's how she's supposed to be. Um, Like, I don't know. She's perfect. I love her. She's a little off, but I think she kind of has to be. Right. And, uh, I loved it. She tried to help. She did. She cradled she, him. She No, no, before that. Or maybe after that. I don't remember. No, it was before that because um, before she ran into him, she tried to go and get help. Oh, she tried she to tell the exterminator yep. what, what was going on. And he just thinks she's nuts. Yep. No, he literally like pushed her, like shoved her physically. Yes, you know, yeah. Instead of listening to, oh, well, maybe there is something that might be going on right now that I should probably pay attention to. He he sure did learn that that she was right. By the way, a little yeah. too late when he, he died. Out. <laughs> yeah, you know, he also saw. He also found. Was it him that found Victoria? I think so. Right. He he did find a girl, yeah. mm -hmm. and realize that that crazy lady was. In fact, not so yep. crazy in that moment. After all, should have listened. Just saying, should have listened. Listen. Okay, music. Okay, so this one is composed by either Paul Wiley or Paul Willie. I'm not sure how you pronounce the last name, um, but he also did uh, Kingdom, Last Girl, Boondocks. And it, either it or IT, I'm not sure. I can't read my writing. So he's done a few things. Yeah. Now, I love the score. It's simple. Mm -hmm. It's And it's very much like, it's like a heartbeat of the movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lot of bass, but it, it does a great job at providing tension. It does. Yeah. And there's some um, there's some really fun sounds in it. Like it's kind of like a rockin' intro in the beginning. 
Um, I even like when they go to the exterminators radio, he's listening to like a punk song on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one point where it it gets a little bit music boxy. Um, and then I, um, I did particularly like the music when he's looking for her and she's hiding in the, like in the cars. Um, cause it kind of gets a beat, like it's kind of a beat and circusy. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed the music and there were some points in it that I really liked. Yeah. I mean, circusy, this is <laughs> if, if not now, when, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love the music. I love the score. It's great. It's so great. I do listen to it. I listen to the score on YouTube every now and then. Nice. It's a good one. I have added it to my playlist on my iPod as well. So Aww, It's official. Yes. All right. Aging. Now this is a new movie, but do you think it'll hold up in 20 years? You know, I do. Um, I think like the way that it's shot, the way that it looks, the story itself, um, the clothes, like mm-hmm. the, this, this era, a lot of the clothes aren't super like you know, specific and their costumes, they're in Halloween costumes. Yeah. So right. that, 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 helps. Kinda, that helps there. Um, and yeah. then they're not in costumes, they're in a the uniform, like the exterminator. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, you or know, the our, pizza guys. Right. So, yeah, I actually think this is going to age well. Like I, I think, um, I think people would still enjoy it. Um, you know, I am, a, I'm in a horror movie group on Facebook and I did see, there was a post where some folks didn't didn't like it. Um, I guess they they kind of thought it felt too much like a cheesy like eighties slasher or something like that. But that's why it's so great. I know. I agree. So I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna age very well. Yeah. Who doesn't love cheesy eighties slashers? I, I mean, that's know. why. I was like, that's why we love Hatchet, man. Yes. That's why we're Hatchet people, right? Yes. I was like. Seriously, guys, you're you're missing it because that was like intentional, you know. Like, right. <laughs> you're missing the point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely, one hundred percent agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, on all of it, this this movie I think is definitely going to hold up in the next twenty years. You can watch definitely. it in twenty years, and it's still going to be just as magical as it is now. Yes. Okay. Pacing. Oh, I think the pacing on this is good. Um, I like how it starts. I like that it uses, um, I love when movies use like uh, either like radio or TV to kind of yes. like move move the plot along a little bit. So, yes. you know, there, there's like radio transmissions that kind of tell you what's going on with art. That kind of like works, that like narrative kind of like, it's a good plot device that kind of moves things along. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I thought the pacing was good. It pretty much gets right into it. And it's not a super long movie, no. unlike some clown movies. It, I'm talking yeah, to that you. That one's long. That one's um, long. The new one. It's a lot so of it's yeah, it's an hour and twenty ish minutes, which is perfect for my ADD self. Mm-hmm. So great perfect. length. Mm-hmm. It's exactly how long it needed to be. Um, I think that if it was a two hour movie or hour forty five, I might have lost me a little bit. Like, I yeah. don't know what was cut from the original cut, but I think if it was that long, given that I don't like long movies, it probably would have lost some of its charm on me. Or maybe I would be fast forwarding over certain parts, whereas now I'm not fast forwarding over certain parts. Right, right. And I think, yeah, I think, 
a movie that's this like gory and stuff too. <laughs> I don't think it should be a super long movie because that's it's just a lot to take in, you know, for two hours straight or whatever. So I I I agree that this movie is like perfect length, really fun. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh, the twist. No, that's not an idea. That's a twist. Okay, my my biggest twist is well, okay, two big twists, obviously. Mm-hmm. One, Tara's not your final girl. Right. I right. Got that. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. I love it. Love it. Love it. Completely throws you off. All of a sudden, you're like, wait, what's going on? You have no idea what you're watching now. What are yeah. their plans? If the, if he's gonna kill off your what seems to be your main character, this guy's nuts. What's he gonna do now? Damien yeah. what's he gonna do now yeah. <laughs> it also shows you that the filmmaker is 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 willing to take you anywhere like yeah which is a fun a fun place as a viewer to be <laughs> right and I mean this isn't really a twist but let's piggyback off of the terror thing um he shoots her in the head with a gun yeah I know that was so unexpected <laughs> I loved it a lot of people are really upset about that I saw yeah I've seen I've seen some people say they really didn't like that Right, because it seemed, I don't know what their thought was. It just seemed easy or he killed, I, all, he killed all these other people in these incredibly creative and gruesome ways and then she just gets a bullet to the head. But let's talk about that scene real quick. I uh, I loved it when he runs out of bullets. He's I, so frustrated and curious about this fact. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, what the fuck? Really? He's just so put off by the fact that now he has to go back to his bag of tricks and fix the problem. Yes. Man, can't do anything right, man. Things are going so well. But so, and then that also gives the audience a chance to think maybe she'll get away. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think maybe like people's, people's complain about it as they feel like it's too impersonal, you know, to shoot her when he's like, been obsessed with her basically the whole movie so you're like he just shot her everybody else got a very up close and personal <laughs> death yeah so I think maybe part of the reason why people didn't like that um that he shot her is that it you know I think people maybe see it as like it feels impersonal and he's mm-hmm. been obsessed with her the whole movie right and all the you know whereas everybody else gets this very up close and personal kill you know like mm-hmm holding this person, cutting their neck open, smashing their face in. Uh, hers is, you know, with a gun. So I think maybe that's, right. that's why people are like, what? Like, but she, he's been obsessed with her the whole time. But I, I liked it because it, it it made you aware that like, yeah, I mean, Art's this maniacal clown and stuff. But yeah, he'll also just plain, plain up shoot you. Yeah. Also, maybe, you know. Maybe he just needed a break. He was tired. It's been a long night. It's a lot of work. A lot of work, man. He 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 ran into some hiccups, sawing the girl, couldn't get through. That took some energy. He, <sighs> I mean, he, I don't remember where in this, if this happens before or after the shooting, but, you know, his, his fucking bag breaks while he's trying to, you know, suffocate someone. That's got to be really frustrating too, right? Mm-hmm. So he was just, he's just done. He's just done. You know what? We're just going to take care of you right now. I'm yep. done. Yep. Right. Over it. Over it. <laughs> Hashtag over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. The the other twist, of course, of course, is the opening scene is actually the outcome of the movie. So the whole movie is a prequel to what you saw in the beginning. Yep. And they don't Which even is tell fun. you. I was like, damn. 
<laughs> yep. Yep. That was good. When in the, in the beginning of my viewings of this, when I first saw it for the first time, no matter how I felt about the movie as a whole, that wraparound, that scene, the beginning and then the end is the one thing I found that I was 100% on board with, did not see coming. If you say you saw that coming, you're a fucking liar. You yeah, know? I, I definitely didn't. Um, I, I mean, that, that scene was those two scenes and how it was staged throughout the movie is stellar so yeah it was excellent yeah that that was probably my favorite part about this movie on my first viewing is those two scenes and how it played out and it made it really did made me talk out loud like that and when I was I was actually recommending this movie to people before I really genuinely loved it for that twist Mm -hmm. so yeah it was a very yeah. satisfying, satisfying ending in that in that sense. It was a very satisfying ending, beginning, mm-hmm. whatever. In fact, my, on my first viewing, after I saw it for the first time, I actually rewound it and watched the beginning again. Just the sure. beginning. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yes, it's genius, guys. Super. Yeah. Damien, fucking genius. So, <laughs> yeah, it's the best. Um, any other twisty action you want to throw in there, or does that pretty much cover it? That's pretty much what I those those two things are what I wrote down as the twist. Um, Tara not being the final girl and the reveal of uh, Victoria. Yep. Yep. One hundred percent. Okay. Uh, scary. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Psychos in costumes on Halloween actually is very frightening. Yeah, I mean, because you wouldn't know, you know, where it's like everybody's in a costume. How yeah. do you how do you know if everybody's in a costume that this scary looking clown is actually devious and maniacal and evil? He's just and, another guy in a costume, right? And then it's right. like, oh, shit, no, he isn't. Right, and every on Halloween, everyone's dressed in scary costumes, trying to scare people. Maybe exactly. acting a little weird, getting into character, exactly. right? So, yeah, and we talked about this last spooky season, I think, for Funhouse Massacre, mm-hmm. right, where everyone was in a costume, so no one really knew that it wasn't part of the Funhouse, right? So, yeah, that's that's that is actually very very frightening, and there is we'll talk about this. We we're recording out of order. We will talk about this for All Hallows Eve. The there's a scene in All Hallows Eve with Art the Clown that is legit frightening for me as somebody who takes public transit in the middle of the night. Oh. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Damien really knows how to make simple situations that you come across at least once a year really really scary and makes you think. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't get scared of movies too much, but there's there's some moments of like that, you know, I did feel like a like a certain type of tension. Um and like conceptually there's definitely um the scene where the scene where she's hiding from him like in the cars, like I I do think that was like super tense and scary. Um you know, as far as a rating, I mean, I, I think I'll probably give it like a maybe like a four on the scary rating because I do think they they effectively build that tension mm-hmm. and, like you said, make kind of common things scary. So like the pizza scene, even the pizza place scene, even where again yeah. you're seeing just like the looks between Tara and him, Tara and him, 
Like, that's intimidating. So it, it, it's a scarier rating than most movies for me. Yeah. But. And he's like stalking them. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's so unnerving. And yeah. their car is broken. And I've, if you have a vehicle the, and your car has ever been broken, I'm sure you, you feel that sort of dread. Yep. So, yeah. So it's very effective. I mean, if I had to give it a rating, I'd probably give it a four as well. And and just so you know, if you're a first-time listener, we normally give our, our movies on the scary scale like a point two. Yeah, we usually don't even give it a number because we're just like, you know, it didn't really scare me, but it was fun. <laughs> right. So the fact that we're both giving this one around a four, four of ten, is pretty, pretty good. That's right? quite the compliment, yes. And I'm sure our... other people would be scared of this movie. Oh, Henry's scared. He doesn't like clowns anyway. I was, so. was going to say, if you don't like clowns in particular, you'll be probably be scared of this movie. Yeah, definitely frightened. Okay, story rating. Uh, I'll let you go first. For the story itself, um, if I was going to give it a number, I mean, I'd probably give it pretty high because I rank this movie quite high. Um, and it's kind of like a classic plot it's simple but just uh maniac stalking some people i i like that we don't have a lot of insight into who art is yes i i do like that i think sometimes movies can get caught up in over explaining who their killer is and it kind of makes them not scary anymore um right because you know art is just it, he doesn't really have like a particular mo he's just gonna kill you so, um, you know, I'll, I'll give the story rating like a uh, now the movie rating is going to get a better score for me, but I'll give it like a six or something. It's it's not like um, it's not like a brand new idea or anything, but it's executed very well and it's a great story and I love it. Yeah. Um, I mean, if I put a number on it, honestly, it's a very simple story. Mm-hmm. So oh, the story as a whole, maybe like a four to a five. But like, obviously the movie itself is, is better for me. But yeah, the things I loved about the story, if, besides the twist, which we just talked about, both those twists, mm-hmm. but Art the Clown as a character is really intriguing and we don't need to necessarily know his backstory. I think any sort of backstory that Damien and David may think up for this guy would be a letdown. I, I like, kind of like I kind of like not knowing why he yeah. is the way that he is. It's right. It's scary, you know. Why Why is he like that? Like, yeah, I don't want to know. I know a lot of people do want to know. Henry's one of the people that said, "But why?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "But who cares why? Why mm-hmm. Why does anyone do anything? Right? Yeah. Why I, do people yeah. get drunk all the time? Why do people get addicted to drugs? You know, it's bad for you. You do it anyway. Why do people snap and kill people for no good reason?" Right? Why? Yeah. Do you need to know why? No. I don't think I need to know why. I don't think I want to know why. And I think if they tried to explain why, I think it would be a letdown. I think that anything they could think of to come up with as to why yeah. this guy's whack would be d- disappointing. Yeah. Again, like maybe if they wanted to play with like a little bit where you get like an insight into maybe mm-hmm. how like maybe just a quick like little glimpse into a scene of the past where he's like yeah. – Grabbing that top hat for the first time, but no further. Yeah, you know what I mean. That, no would, that would be a lot of fun. No deep dive into like how he became the homicidal maniac that he is today. I just like 
from being an enigma. Yeah. It just, it works for his character and it makes, makes the character. I mean, one thing I would love to see, and I hope that this is um, developed in part two, is I would really love to see the character of Art be developed more, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, yeah. Like uh-huh. we saw, we saw a lot of development in part one. Yeah. And uh, we saw a lot of development in the first one, the All Hallows Eve one, mm-hmm. right? I, I would love to continue to flesh out this this character of art, but present day, not not in the past, not why. Just I want to see him grow on the screen more. Yeah, I get that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and David's, as I said, David's portrayal of this character is amazing. Perfect. Um, all the frustration that he expresses through his face and his body language when things don't go smoothly, like the gun running out of bullets or, <laughs> or um, the hacksaw, the hacksaw, not getting able to get through that chicken bone of a neck you have, um, mm-hmm. uh, the ripping of the bag. And then he's like staring at the bag, like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, you know, should have bought hefty. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, all that stuff that, that David does in this character makes it beautiful. It really, yeah, really, it's a great performance, right? So that's that's the biggest part of the story that I love is is art in his um, adventures on Halloween night. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, overall movie rating, and the winner is Jamie. Oh, I mean, I just adore this movie. I like it more and more each time that I see it. So mm-hmm. it gets a nine for me. Wow, girl. Good yeah, for you. I-, I love this one. It's one of my it's one of my new newer favorites. Um, I just think it's a great like newer horror entry. I love it. I mean, I it was a treat to watch it again. <laughs> if if you had asked me a rating from one to ten. 10 being the best, um, after my first viewing, I would have probably given it a three or a four. Now, three or four is not bad. Three no. or four, I'll still talk about it, and I will still watch it again. But now, three years later, it's going to be an eight. And I can almost guarantee you, if you come back to me in two years and ask me to revisit this, I'm probably going to be closer to a nine, nine and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I like it more and more each time I watch it. Yeah. So it's going to be eight in the Steve Lantern for me. Oh, I want that Steve Lantern for my house. Ow. God damn it. I was so bummed when I read that it was CGI. Oh. I, I hope that's not true. But if it is, it's a really beautiful piece of CGI because it does not look like it at it all. It is. No, like literally, I was just, I wrote Steve Lantern like multiple times and with so much joy in my heart when I wrote it. You know, Steve Lantern, that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. If that's CGI, that's the best CGI I've ever seen because can't yeah. tell. It looks. Oh real and if yes. it's not then you know we need to get this taken off the internet because that's an awful vicious rumor yes that's a dirty horrible thing no <laughs> it's beautiful cgi if it is yeah now um yeah good movie all right yeah. i have like one fun fact because i've already said everything else this is your it. opinion it's a fact okay um, the ambulance that drives past Dawn as she's listening to the radio broadcast in the car was mm-hmm. unplanned, and that oh. was a real ambulance that drove by. Hey, that worked out. 
that worked out. Again, this is the internet. And some of these things I've read have been proven not to be true. So that might be not true as well. But it either way, it works out. And if you guys don't know, this movie is based off of Damien's short film, Terrifier, from 2011. And then that evolved into All Hallows' Eve. But yeah, it was originally Terrifier, uh, short film. I tried to find it. I wanted to see it. It, I couldn't find it. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah. All right, guys. It is time for some shout outs. First, our Patreons. And there was much rejoicing. <laughs> John Morgan. Who I just met in the flesh for the first time in Atlanta. I'm so jolly of that. It was pretty epic. It was so funny. I didn't recognize him because he was wearing a mask. Oh, um, sure. Not, not a Halloween mask, but, you know, a, a COVID mask. Right, right. <laughs> um, and he, he came in disguise, meaning he was not wearing our merch. He was not wearing a doll shirt. He said they did it on purpose so he could trick me. And Aww, it worked. That's sweet. It worked. But um, he started talking to Henry first, and then I was over there talking to Henry. He's like, you don't know who I am. As I said, John Morgan. It took me a second. It took me, it took me about a minute of talking to him to know, to recognize the voice. And I had to go back and remember his voice because I recorded the collector episode with him. Yeah. And so I had to go back and listen and remember his voice. And I'm like, John Morgan. <laughs> John, the you're famous. awesome. You're the famous awesome. John Morgan. And you know why else John's awesome, John? Well, John hung out with us for uh, Friday night and Saturday night um, and Saturday. Um, and you know why else John's awesome? John is awesome because Amy Steele from Friday the 13th, part two, and mm-hmm. April Fool's Day was selling like beanies with Ginny, her character on it. Nice. I, want I one. bought one. They, they were only 20 what the fuck oh. it's it's a it's a very well-made hat and it was only twenty dollars and then it's oh like sold that's and so cute a, and the design on it is embroidered it's not like screen print so this is gonna last it's an embroidered design oh my god so i'm like sold oh, then my, when my I, shopping list is going crazy right now i'm sorry <laughs> go ahead then when i was at her table she had backpacks like knapsacks like rucksacks um and with embroidery on them too. And I'm like, man, I said, if she still has these at the end of the weekend, I'm going to buy one because, you know, I don't plan on spending money. I don't have money to spend. Um, Saturday, John, John surprised me with, with a bag. Um, he said it was their last two. That's for him. He bought one for me. Aww. And I'm like, how much do I owe you? And just like hug. Oh, <laughs> that's very sweet. Right, because I would have been sorry if if I hadn't bought it. I would have been upset with myself for not buying it. But mm-hmm. and again, it was not expensive. I it was a little bit more expensive than the hat, but for something of this quality, it is quality. Um, you can tell everything. Everything is embroidered. Even on the inside of it, it has like Ginny's name on it. Like I forgot what it says, like the Ginny collection or something like that. Anyway. Cool. It's 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 all embroidered. It's well made. I mean, I've had bags, backpacks that are far lesser quality that cost way more. Right. So this is why John's awesome because he surprised 
not only in person, but with 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 a with an impulse gift. And I was like, oh, you're the Aww. best, dude. Oh, Daryl Hook is our other Patreon supporter who is a lovely, lovely man. Um, so awesome. He's, he's really busy right now. He does have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Called, one is called the Super Spoopy Podcast. And one is called the Saturday Night at the Movies Podcast that he does with my friend Brian and Kate. And um, they haven't had an episode out for a while, but I think he's pretty busy right now. He's preparing to move to Michigan. Okay. So. Life is hectic for him right now, so forgiven. But definitely check out those podcasts. And if you want a cool friend to talk horror with, he's your dude. Okay? Besides us, he's your dude. Yep. Yeah. Also, our artist, Clark, who creates gold every single day, he just sent me our little title card as we were recording, Clark. It came in to the Evil Dead. And that's fun. As always, they're all great. They're all great. We love you, Clark Doll. You're amazing. So amazing, Clark Doll. And um, David O'Hanlon, our resident author, who was making a Dolls of Horror novel. Mm-hmm. What What else can I say about that? Like, besides what? <laughs> very exciting. Very, very cool. It's so cool. So cool. Um, you have a shout out too, Jamie, right? Yeah, so uh, speaking of really well-made purses, I got to give a shout-out today to a wonderful person on Instagram and Etsy. I just bought the most amazing Art the Clown hand-painted bag. I'll I'll post it on the Dolls of Horror Instagram when this episode airs so that everybody can see it. Beautiful, beautiful work. Just a lovely red uh, purse with Art the Clown hand-drawn on it. It's super quality work. Um, Her name is... it's so pretty. Oh, it's so cool. I love I it. have and purse it, envy. <laughs> and she does great stuff. She does all horror purses. She's done great, like, killer clowns ones, um, a Halloween 3 mini backpack that whoever got that, like, congratulations. Um, anyway, check her out on Instagram. Her name is uh, Wicked Josie J. That's W-I-C-K-E-D-J-O-C-Y-J. And she makes great stuff. So uh, thanks, Josie J. Um, I'm obsessed with my purse. <laughs> I'm obsessed with your purse. Thank you. <laughs> it's the deep guys. Check it out. The detail on art on this bag, and it's on a nice bag. It's on yeah. a what? What's what's the brand of the bag that it's on? It's a it's a nice Steve uh, Steve Madden bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's on a quality bag too. It's not great art on a shitty material. It's on right. an expensive quality bag. And when what you told me what you paid for it, you know, considering yeah. the cost of what that bag would be non painted. It's really not that bad it really isn't it's totally worth it and yeah just check her out um she even like it even came with like a handwritten uh thank you card and a couple really great stickers like a pennywise sticker and a really amazing ghost face sticker so very uh, good attention yeah. to detail yeah yeah i was so excited when you texted me that picture i couldn't <laughs> believe it so where I did you get to. that i it's... had to do it <laughs> It's terrific. Um, So if you're in the mood to go find yourself a horror purse, definitely check out her shop. I know I will be. Yeah, she's great. I'll make sure to post it on our Instagram so you can see it. Um, But definitely check her out and give her some support. 100%. All right. Next, we have to talk to our amazing, fantastic, magical producer, Jesse. Hey. Hey. (laughs) How's it going? Going well. 
<laughs> so. So what's up? Yeah, no, I um, I'm doing well. It's uh, <laughs> it's been a uh, it's been a weekend. Um, I am uh, I am very tired, but I'm very much enjoying uh, as I always do uh, recording uh, these. Recording the episodes and basically being able to work with you fine ladies on a regular basis. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm it's it's a net positive even if I'm you know at like eighty five percent at the moment. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. See, I'm always running on at least seventy percent. Like it's not you're you're higher on percentage points than I right now than I am ever. No. And you still you still come off as 100%, Jesse. So, I don't yeah. know what your secrets are, but you wear magic. He's a wizard. <laughs> well, well, the secret the wizard. <laughs> the, the secret is is having over 40 years experience of hiding being tired. So, basically that's uh <laughs> that's all that boils down to. I could put on Amen. I could put on the boy, look how hyper I am face when I am like literally seconds from passing out, but uh-huh. um but yeah, so it's I don't know if that's a talent or if that's just something I can do, but either way, um, that's yeah, that's currently the uh, situation. But yeah, no, and um, and it's and it's seriously, it's great to um, to be able to do these episodes, and and obviously a thanks to all the listeners out there for your tremendous support. And just to point out that in addition to the podcast itself, you can follow us on the social medias on Facebook and Instagram at the Dolls of Horror. And Twitter at just Dolls of Horror. And if you prefer email and want to reach out, say hi, give some feedback, or even some movie suggestions, you can do so at the Dolls of Horror at Yahoo.com. And if you're willing and able to help support the show so that I can keep growing, please feel free to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash the Dolls of Horror, where you can access our entire back catalog, where we usually have upwards of four or five unaired episodes at any given time. And in addition, your name will be permanently entered into a regular drawing for a free Dolls of Horror t-shirt that we announced during our live streams. We have fans participate in the live stream killer trivia duel where you can win even more Dolls of Horror merch. And if you just want to check out our entire merchandise catalog to see all the wacky things we can put our awesome logo on, just follow the link in the description. Thank you, Jesse. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's and <laughs> considering guys. considering how considering how smoothly and I'm using air quotes for those of you who can't see me. Um <laughs> the Night of the Demons episode was for the for that live read. Yeah, it's 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 good to it's good to go back to being able to just read things. It was that was that was the worst brain day I had doing a podcast episode was just that day. There was just just one one little that's how precarious my mental structure is. It just takes one little slip up and then the whole house of cards just falls down. <laughs> and guys, Jesse was just now our guest last month actually mm-hmm. for our army of darkness episode yeah where we talk about um a bone flute and you know take that as you as you will um go listen to the episode because um we pretty it's unanimous that we, we all want a bone flute in our life mm-hmm. i think uh, we i think we require a bone flute in our lives in order to like you know feel complete as human beings like i think we all need bone flutes in our lives in order to be able to you know say that i lived a life i have a bone flute now basically <laughs> it is a bucket list goal right now yeah you know what they say you know your life is not <laughs> <I'm> sorry <laughs> 
If, your life, if your life is not filled with a bone flute, then, I mean, what are you really doing with your fucking life? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Gotta have a bone flute. It's so aggressive, yeah. too, man. Like, you really are adamant about that. That's well said, Jamie. Nice. I want one. <laughs> I need one. Yeah. <laughs> it is a requirement for a happy life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, bone flutes were, yeah, we like our bone flutes around the Dolls of Horror, you know. <laughs> yeah, so so go check out Army of Darkness. Also, go check out how, how Summer completely and totally changed her mind on how she liked an episode. That whole, that whole Evil Dead series was just, it tripped me up, man, flipped me on my head. I thought I knew things. I didn't know things at all, apparently. I was like, wow, I was so puzzled. I listened to it again the other day to try to um, think of something to say about it when I was posting it. And <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was so dumbfounded about how my mind changed about not just that movie, but how I felt about other movies in the series too. And I was like, wow, I didn't know a person could change their mind so, so drastically. I changed my mind even farther than I did on Terrifier. <laughs> it can happen. It can so, happen. Yeah, the Evil Dead month. That was a fun month. I wasn't really actually, honestly, guys, I wasn't looking forward to it. But in the end, I think it was, was a lot of fun. Oh, I was. I definitely enjoyed it. It, it was fun. Especially yeah. part two. Like, that's the best one. And Jesse made it better <laughs> by being by being with us for ARMY. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's very nice of you to say. It's really funny, too, about ARMY of Darkness. Um, I'm the same way. Like, if you listen to that episode, you'll hear – that I I came out firing like yeah this was like one of my favorite movies of all time and and it and it was um, but then I realized that I had not seen Army of Darkness for a long time and I was kind of just remembering it in a glorified way yeah. so that when I went back to watch it for the episode I'm like I don't like this movie as much as I thought I did and that was just that was so bizarre to yeah. me because I don't I there are things there are like movies and tv shows that like i refuse to watch now because i know that i will hate them and i just want to have that like that happy memory preserved in my head yep. and i don't want to revisit it and be like oh this is kind of stupid now so i don't i don't want to do i didn't want like i don't want like a childhood things to uh get ruined like that but i did not think army of darkness would be on that list and it totally was like i don't i don't yeah. hate the movie but i definitely don't like it nearly as much as i did go like before i watched it for the episode yeah, and I mean, proof positive on that, if you go back and listen to our Ice Cream Man episode from last summer, Jesse, that was the first episode Jesse was on. I asked him what his favorite horror movie was, and he said, definitely Army of Darkness. And I, he had no idea that that was no longer true <laughs> until, <laughs> until we recorded Army of Darkness. And he's like, actually, not even close. <laughs> no, I, I, I and that definitely was over. ruined... Oh, I've like, ruined some movies that I used to really love. Like, I should have never watched them again. There's some that it's just like, I should have never watched it again and just had that beautiful image in my mind. I still like Army of Darkness. Maybe not as much as when I first saw it, but I'm still a fan. But yeah, it happens. I've had movies that I thought I loved, and then it's like I watched it 10 years later, and it's like, wow, this... I kind of grew past this movie or we we went separate ways at some point in my life. Like I, we just, we were no longer compatible. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. But, but yeah, so go listen to Ice Cream Man. Go listen to Army of Darkness. Both feature Jesse in all of his glory. 
Yes, please. Check out all of my episodes. <laughs> it's always a fun time when Jesse it comes is. to Gab. Yeah. I, do, right. I seriously um, do love being a guest, so I do appreciate um, I, I appreciate the love. But uh, but yes, yeah. uh, if you're if you're if you like if you like hearing me drone on about movies in a very weird and you know mm-hmm. uh, method, then please by all means check them out. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Jesse's the only person who's been on our show, not as a guest, but have been on our show more than uh, more than Billy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so the order is me, Jesse, Billy, Clark. <laughs> as far as repeat people on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Billy. Billy's run. Billy's got two on me now because I think he. I think he's got seven. Yeah, we did the countdown. Yeah, because Nine of the Demons was I think seven for him, and I've only done five. So so yeah. so Billy, yeah. you're, you're you're currently in the lead, but you know I have I have direct access Watch to it. a lot of these episodes. <laughs> so <laughs> Ooh, challenges have been made, lines in the sand have been drawn. Billy Wardley, if you're listening right now, I hope you're ready to bring. Oh, it. he better be listening. Billy is required to listen to every episode because <laughs> Billy makes the show so much funnier when he's on it. Like it's yeah. already funny. I'm not trying to downplay the show, but when Billy's on it, he's he's no. hilarious and uh so yeah if he's not watching when he's not on then then we need to have a little convo later it's a it's right now it's a it's a duel it's a duel between billy and clark how many is clark up to now i don't know but it's close Mm. battle of the champions four ish maybe five um could be four could be five i'd have to really think it out but i mean clark puts in so much work for us every single week um yeah clark can come on anytime he wants like mm-hmm. i he's never like asked asked to come on but like clark boo anytime you want to be a guest whenever you're feeling that that urge to be a guest on the dolls of horror you just you just let us know and you're in yep. because uh you don't have to be invited you're already invited it's an open-ended invite for clark mm-hmm. right oh yeah all right guys we have talked terrifier to death um, what else we got coming up for spooky season? Um, our spooky season lineup is Halloween part three, Terrifier, All Hallows Eve, and Night of the Demons, and Trick or Treat. Right? Yeah. So we're not sure which order they're going to be releasing yet. Some of those have already come out. Some of them haven't come out yet. But this is what you guys have to look forward to, and it's going to be a good time. Yes, it is. Yeah. And um, side note, check out Damien Mind's interview with Damien and David from uh, Days of the Dead Indianapolis. They said it was like their funnest interview ever. They probably just said that to make us feel better. But (laughs) we had a good time. And I got to interview them again solo, which is actually a challenge because we covered so much ground the first time. I wanted yeah. to try new things. Yep. And I did think of a few new things to talk about. And honestly, in this episode, I thought of a few more new things for the next time Same. that, that yeah. I want to talk about. But but yeah, so they're, they're great. Um, so I just did that in Atlanta with them. I did a handstand. Um, mm-hmm. it's glorious it was it was glorious I was really nervous we had rehearsed it verbally we had not rehearsed it physically 
So it was a dry run and thank God it went well. I didn't fall. I didn't kick anybody. I was quite impressed with my form, uh, if I do say so myself, because That's it's good. been quite a while since I've done handstands on the regular. I I've can't been... do a fucking handstand. Like, I don't, like, I'm impressed. Like, it was better than good form. It was amazing. I, I did practice Magical a little flex. bit because the first five minutes of practicing my handstands at the gym were, were rough, <laughs> falling every single way you can imagine, sideways, backwards, forwards, kind of twisted out of one once, kind of hurt myself once um, <laughs> a little bit. So I was, I was nervous. I was nervous because, again, we hadn't blocked it out yet, but it went great. And then they're like, you got to come to the photo op and do this. So I went to the photo op and did it too. And that one came out really good. Mm-hmm. And apparently, after people saw that, several other people wanted to do handstands in the photo ops. It got, it got a little dangerous. <laughs> so, guys, if you plan on doing a handstand with, with David and Damien, rehearse it first make sure please don't kick them in the face right make, make or sure yourself make sure you have control over your mechanics of the handstand because i can tell you right now when i started practicing again because i haven't done handstands in 25 years it's been that long when i started practicing again if i could not improve this this was not going to happen. It would have been a dangerous for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad that I was able to, to get it back fairly quickly. But if I did get it back, it wasn't, it wasn't good. I wasn't going to even try um, for their safety. So if you're going to do it, because the, they seem to enjoy it. If you're going to do it, just work it out. Don't, don't let this be an impulse decision. Re- rehearse with yourself yeah. a little bit. There's first. like cameras and equipment around. So just, you know, yeah. just, just and, a little bit and, of practice. Just don't hurt anybody. And people, included. and people, you know, it, mm. it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, for me, it was scary when like I, you're doing a handstand in front of them so you can't see them. So you don't know where your feet are. You don't know where their heads are. You don't, you can't control it when you're up there. So yeah, uh, that's I was most nervous about that. And David's parting line was, thank God I didn't drop her, <laughs> which is very, very sweet, by the way. Um, I wasn't worried at all about being dropped or getting hurt or falling. I was just worried about hurting them. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it went well. And I'm going to continue to practice and I'm improve it even more and going to do it again, going to tackle it again. I'm determined. <laughs> <laughs> Hacksaws and handstands. Yes. <laughs> I'm hoping in Chicago... I'm thinking I'll bring a saw. Yeah. A hacksaw for 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 it. And um that would be a, that would be a lot of fun because uh I didn't want to bring a saw on the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably not a great idea. <laughs> but when you're local, it's good. All right. So that's all I have for this movie and this episode. Do you have anything else you want to add, Miss Jamie? No, just that if you haven't seen it, give it a try. And yeah, please let us know what you thought of it. Um, whether you loved it, hated it, somewhere in the be- in between. Mm-hmm. We'd just love to talk Terrifier with y'all. So yeah. hit us up. Get clowny with us. Get clowny. And I do have one more thing. Um, update on Terrifier Part 2. It's looking like beginning of next year. Cool. Awesome. So to get it done right, to get everything perfect, they're not rushing it. You know, they're aiming for around this time, but it's it's not going to happen. It's going to be projected beginning of next year and it's going to be worth the wait. I promise you guys that I proposed that it be a Valentine's day movie, you know, a love affair between art and the new, the new, uh, the new female. 
So, because we need more Valentine's horror. We have a few, but we need some more. Yes. I, I propose the Terrifier Part 2 Valentine's movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, with that, guys, I'm Summer. And I'm Jamie. And you've been listening to the Dolls of Horror. We will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this has been a presentation of the Dolls of Horror. New episodes are uploaded every week. If you'd like to reach out and say hello to the Dolls, send them an email at thedollsofhorror at yahoo.com. You can also follow them on Facebook and Instagram, both at the Dolls of Horror or on Twitter at Dolls of Horror for bonus content. And if you really like the podcast and want to support them financially so that they can keep making episodes, consider sending them a donation. Follow the link in the description or go to patreon.com slash the dolls of horror for more information. Thanks for listening and see you next time. I love eyeballs and this movie does not disappoint on eyeballs. I can't believe I haven't said eyeballs yet. Um, I, I thought I was going to say eyeballs like 20 times in this episode. You know what they say, you know, your life is not... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we if, you're letting, if your life is not filled with a bone flute, then, I mean, what are you really doing with your fucking life? <laughs> Amen. Whoa, Jesse, I can't hear you. That was me. I turned off my mic. Okay. <laughs> I was did... like, oh, God, it's still going on. No, I... <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, there's this there's this switch that de- determines how loud you are, and when it's all the way off, then nobody can hear you, Jesse. Fucking idiot. Ah. So. <laughs> That's the BFF necklace we need to have. I know. Um, we got to get somebody to custom make this necklace. Um, you know, you get one half of her, I get one half of her. Just dangle right there, and then we put them together. Yeah. Friendship, lady cut in half. Buckets of eyeballs. Whose eyeball is this?